This is a topic that is generally discussed at the turn of the new Islamic year, at the beginning of the month of Muharram. Because this is an incident that marks the beginning of the Islamic calendar. However, when Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam had now settled down in Medina Munawwar, then we find it was the habit of Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam that every now and then he would just take, as we would say, maybe like a number count of Sahaba radiallahu anhum in Medina Sharif to see how many Sahaba radiallahu anhum they were in Medina Sharif. So the first time when Nabi Ali Salam had taken this assessment, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, on the second occasion, they was, when Nabi Ali Salam had taken the second assessment, <coughs> the Sahaba radiallahu anhum was 700. And in the fourth or the fifth year, Hijri, when Nabi Ali Salatu Salam had taken a third assessment, then the Sahaba radiallahu anhum were 1,500. So they were now 1,500 Sahaba radiallahu anhum in Medina Sharif, approximately that many Muslims in the world. When the Sahaba radiallahu anhum heard that we are 1,500, they became so elated and so happy that they began to even mention amongst themselves that now whichever army we are faced with, we will never ever be defeated in battle. There was always a, a fear, a worry. On one side, the Mushrikeen of Makkah, they came again and again, the Battle of Badr, the Battle of Uhud, and the different other battles that had taken place. And on the other side, the Sahaba radiallahu anhu had to worry about the different tribes of the Jewish clans that were residing around Medina Sharif, at the outskirts of Medina Sharif, they had broken their allegiance with the Muslims and they had now joined ties or joined forces with the Mushrikeen of Makkah to try and wipe Islam out. So there was always this worry and this fear. But now when the Sahaba radiallahu anhum realized we were 1,500, now they even began to mention that we are ready. Whichever army, whichever army we are faced with, basically they were ready to take on the world. Now if we have to look at it, 1,500 Sahaba radiallahu anhum in Medina Sharif. And compare that to the rest of the world, the Romans and the Persians, the so-called superpowers at that time, they, their soldiers alone numbered in the hundreds of thousands. And then you got the rest of the world, we would say 1,500 is maybe just like a drop in the fast ocean. And in fact, when the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, <coughs> when they were sent with these so-called superpowers at that time, now understand from what background the Sahaba radiallahu anhum are coming from. In the words of Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhum, he mentions that we... The Arab nation, we were the worst of nations in the entire world. In the entire world, we were known the, the crimes that we were guilty of committing. It was internationally known that the, the Arab nation is the worst, the most barbaric of nations. Obviously, Islam changed everything. But coming from that background to the so-called most civilized of nations, the Persians and the Empire and, and the Romans, we can imagine how much the Sahaba radiallahu anhu must have been mocked at and laughed at. That you are the Arab nation and you want to come and teach us how to live a life. And when the Sahaba radiallahu anhu went back and they began, then they laughed even louder, even harder. That you are the Arab nation, you got nothing as it is. Don't, do you know what we have at our disposal? Our armies, our weapons, etc. But what they didn't realize was that one drop, one drop of Sahaba radiallahu anhum, when they came from Medina Munawwara, they came as a fully fledged storm. And they wiped the armies of the Persian and the Roman out to such an extent. Roman Empire, the, the Persian Empire, it was wiped out by the Sahaba radiallahu anhum to such an extent that one of our very, very senior elders, <coughs> elderly ulama ikram, he mentions that just like how, just like how a child will play with his, with his, with his toys, he will put one year, one day, and he will bring it crushing down. He says, literally, Allah had blessed Sahaba radiallahu anhum to such an extent that they were playing with the Persians and the Roman armies like how a child plays with his toys. This was the Sahaba radiallahu anhu majma'in. Each and every one of them, each and every one of them, they were mountains, they were, they were mountains of iman, they were mountains of faith. 
today in history, maybe whether it is in school, university or wherever, we are taught about the different empires, the rise and the fall of the, the, the Persian Empire, the Roman Empire, the different so-called rulers and conquerors, one, the, uh, sometimes, so the famous, famous rulers, famous conquerors, we are, you know, it is already in our history books, we are, we are now bound to learn about them, whether it is on one side, maybe, Genghis Khan, the ruler of the Mongol Empire, Shen, the ruler of the Chinese Empire, then we are about Julius, the, ru the ruler of the Republic of the Roman Empire, we are about Hercules, he was the ruler and the conqueror of Sham and Syria, Syria at that time wasn't just the Syrian regime, it was a combination of a whole many different countries all together, the different rulers, Alexander the Great, the ruler of the Macedonia Empire, and we are taught of all these but we are shifted away from who are the, the real rulers, the real heroes. A person can talk about every empire and every ruler, every conqueror. But amongst the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was a ruler, he was a conqueror. He was a general, he was undefeated, unchallenged, unmatched. He crushed the superpowers of his time. He crushed the Roman Empire. He crushed the Persian Empire. He conquered Syria, he conquered Iraq, he conquered Iran, he conquered Armenia. This was the, the sword from the swords of Allah Azza wa Jalla. This was Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu He was known as a man army. In the battle of Muta, it was 3,000 Muslims, 3,000 Sahaba radiallahu anhum against 200,000 Christians. 200,000 Christians. And the Bihari Salatu Wasalam has even mentioned in Madina Sharif that the commander of Muta will be Zayd bin Haritha. If Zayd bin Haritha radiallahu anhu falls, then Abdullah bin, then Hazrat Jafar bin Abi Talib will take the flag. If Jafar bin Abi Talib falls, then Abdullah bin Rawaha will take. And when they went, they, they didn't, they didn't expect also. Nabi Islam had sent them, they were sent to, to now avenge the killing of one of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum who was killed by the Ghassan tribe. So they went to avenge that killing. He wrote a letter to Yiraqal who sent 200,000 Romans, 200,000 Christians to aid them. So imagine it was 3,000 against 200,000. Sahaba radiallahu anhum, when they saw the army coming, they mentioned that today we are going to be massacred. Today we are going to be finished. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu anhu stood up and he mentions to them, it was either in the battle of Muta or the battle of Yarmouk. The numbers were very, very similar. The comparison between the Muslims and the, and the Christians. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu anhu mentions to them that our salvation and our victory does not lie in the numbers in the number of our army, in the number of our soldiers. Our victory lies in fulfilling the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following the sunnah tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was, this was the, fee, the fervor that they had been fought with. Imagine they were just 1,500 sahaba radiallahu anhum in the fourth of the fifth year hijri and they were prepared to take on the world. The ulama now mentioned to us that if we have to look and turn the pages of history and we have to see what was the reason that they, were, they had nothing and yet they were prepared to do everything. They had nothing, yet they had everything. And today we are sitting with maybe 2 to 2.2 billion Muslims across the world, and we are left with nothing. When my Ikram mentioned to mention and give us this advice, that you have to look at the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu, their lives. <coughs> they didn't have the best of weaponry, the best of skills, the best of uh, shields and swords, etc. They didn't have the mightiest of armies also. But they were blessed with one divine weapon with which they were very, very well equipped. Wherever they went, whatever the condition was, whether they were in their hometown or whether they were gone abroad, for the sake of jihad, for the sake of business, for the sake of settling down altogether in another country, whatever the case was, together with fulfilling the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they had clung with all their might to the sunnah tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Hazrat Huzifa bin Yaman radiallahu anhu and Rabi bin Amir radiallahu anhu, 
When these two Sahaba were sent to the Persian Empire to discuss the terms and conditions before engaging in battle. And firstly, we find in the lives of Sahaba they were very, very simple people. They're dressing, they're eating, they're sleeping, <coughs> the way they conducted themselves, their way of life, the way they carried themselves. It was very, very simple. So by the time they reached the, the Persian the Persian palace, the clothes were a bit, way, a bit untidy, they were very tired, disheveled, etc. So the guard tells them that you can't go in the presence of our king just like how you are dressed. Because with these clothes on, you are, it is a form of disgrace to our king. We will provide for you the royal clothing. You will don those clothing and then you will go in the... Rifa walked up to the gates of the palace and he mentions to that guard that this robes, this clothing you are referring to, this is the sunnah tariqah of my Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And you tell your king that these are the clothing we will meet him in. If, we, if he is not prepared to meet, him, meet us with these clothing... Then we are not prepared to meet him, we are not prepared to discuss anything, we will meet him on the battlefield. So as they send the message, while they are waiting for the message to come in from the king, Hazrat Rabi bin Amir radiallahu anhu, he takes out his sword and he begins to now, that, that sword also, the handle was a bit loose from the blade. So he had a leather strap which he began to secure it a bit more tightly onto the blade. That's the, the guard behind the gate, he looks at him and he mentions to him that you want to come and face the Persian Empire with this type of weapons that you have. Do you know what our armies have? Our weapons that we have, our swords, our shears, our mighty army, etc. Hazrat Rabi radiallahu anhu mentions to him that this is the sword, you saw the sword, but you haven't seen the hand behind that sword. And he mentions to him, bring your strongest of weapons. And with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will see what will happen to that weapon also. So they go, go into the palace and they bring someone shield that they had, maybe a batch of shields or whatever it is. It was like a very special type of shield, reinforced with the different layers of a special type of, of, of steel also known to be something like an unbreakable shield. So when they bring it up, Hazrat Rabi radiallahu anhu, he takes his sword, and just one blow, one strike, and that entire shield breaks into bits and pieces and it falls. So this, um, this was something that shocked all the guards around him. They send a message into the king, the king is even shocked also, he calls them in, take of some meals, etc. And while they are eating, Hazrat Huzifa radiallahu anhu happens to dro- drop one particle of that morsel onto the floor. He drops one particle onto the floor, and he just begins to bend up to pick it up. <coughs> The sunnah of Nabi He begins to bend down, bend down to pick it up. And the person next to him nudges him. And he mentions to him that you are in the presence of the king and his men. And they are observing your every move. They are watching what type of people you are. It doesn't look good that you have an entire Dastar Khan laid in front of you. The best of refreshments. And you are going to... The Rewaid mentions for Ghadiba Huzifa. Huzifa became angry. He bent down. He picked that muscle up or that particle up. In full view of everyone, he blew it. He dusted it. He put it in his mouth. And after swallowing it, he mentions to this person, You want me to leave the sunnah of my beloved Rasulullah just on the fear of being embarrassed in front of these foolish people? These very, very, one is Hamik, one is Humaqa, an emphasis on, upon foolishness. What he referred them to, this is how they took. We got gold by us. We got the treasures of by us. You want me to throw away that, that gold and the gems and pick up the muck and the filth of this world? This is how Sahaba radiallahu had viewed the lives of the enemies of Islam. Their dressing, their way of life, that is filth according to us. We are Muslims, we have our own standards. We have the sunnah tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhu, he mentions in his very, very famous words, my time is up already. But he mentions, That we, the Arab nation, we were the worst of nations in the entire world. We were known to be the worst, the most insignificant, the most disgraced and downtrodden. 
And then he mentions, Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed us with honor, glory, dignity by following the commands of, fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following the tariqah of Nabi Akhirim sallallahu alayhi wa And thereafter he mentions also, If we happen to choose any other way of life, we want to look for respect, dignity, honor, and little bit etiquette or adab or whatever it is, in any other way of life, we want to look like that person, we want to dress like that person. We want to have that person's hairstyle and we want to have that person's name behind on the back of our shirts. And just all, you know, branded with different emblems all over our, our, our clothing. If this is what we want to do, we want to live like them, we want to dress like them, we want to behave like them, we want to look like them. And then we are just going to slot Islam in between. Salah, yeah, Jummah, they are fasting day in the month of Ramadan, etc. But our entire lives are like them. The enemies of Islam. As that Umar radiallahu anhu mentions, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to disgrace us. And we can see it happening today. Today with everything. Ulama Ikram has mentioned in the beginning, with everything we have nothing. Because when the sunnah tariqah of Nabi al-Islam had went, then together with that, our izzat, our dignity, our honor and our glory also. Our honor and our glory lies in following the sunnah tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not only the sunnahs of maybe just before and after the, the, the first salah, but how we conduct ourselves, how we dress, how we look. A person looks at us, will he say that we are the ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are Muslims. Sahaba they were not embarrassed to show that I am a Muslim. Today, we go to some public area and we are embarrassed to now put our musalla down and perform our salah, what will everyone say? We are sitting in some lavish walima, some occasion, and as it is, we waited so long for the, for the meals to come. Now the azan is going, we are feeling embarrassed to tell the person that, you know what, I need to go to the masjid to perform my salah. Our izzat, our dignity, our honor and glory lies in the sunnah tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this history will bear testimony that as long as this, as the ummah had clung to the sunnah of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, read the books of history. Read it, open it, it is, it is there. As long as we stuck and clung to the, to the sunnah of Nabi Ali Wasallam, Allah had opened the world at the feet of the Muslim Ummah. But no sooner had we begun to now do away with the sunnah, and we want to now look like this person, dress like that person, and inculcate different, different types of uh, ways and habits into our lives, everything went. The sunnah went, our honor and our body also. So we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala make us true matis, true followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And grant us the ability to implement as many, many sunnahs of Nabi alayhi wa sallam in our lives. Wa akhiru ta'wana alayhi wa sallam. Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar. Ashihatu wa la ilaha illallah. Ashihatu wa la ilaha illallah. Ashihatu wa la muhammad rasulullah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله هيا على صلاة هيا على صلاة هيا على الفلاة هيا على الفلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا الحمد لله الأكرم الذي خلق الإنسان وكرم وعلمه من البيان ما لم يعلم فسبحان الذي لا يحصم جنانه باللسان ولا بالقلم ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله الذي يؤتي جوامع الكريم وكرائم الحكم 
صلی اللہ تعالی علیہ وآلہ نجوم طریق اما بعد فقد قول نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بلغ عنی ولو آیا وقد قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهر الله له به طريقا الى الجنه وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تعلموا الفرائض والقران وعلموا الناس فاني مقبوض اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم امن هو فانيت انا الليل ساجدا وقائما يحذر الاخره ويرجو رحمه ربه قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون انما يتذكرون الالباب بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم من الآيات والذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك ضر الرؤوف الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يذلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تبارك وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولدي مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير القرون قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم واهد من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إباد الله رحمكم الله إذن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القرباء وينهان الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون قال تعالى فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تذكرون اقيموا الصلاه الله اكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا إنا كل شيء خلقناه بقدر وما أمرنا إلا واحد بالبصر ولقد أهلكنا أشياكم فهل من 
مدكر وكل شيء فعلوه في الزبر وكل صغير وكبير مستطر المتقين في جنات ونهر في مقعد صدق عند مليك مقتدر الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن الأبرار لفي نعيم وإن الفجار لفي جحيم يصلونها يوم الدين وما هم عنها بغائبين وما أدراك ما يوم الدين ثم ما أدراك ما يوم الدين يوم لا تملك نفس لنفس والأمر يومئذ لله الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم ربنا لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله هي لك الخير كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله لا نحصي فناء عليك أنت كما أحسيت على نفسك اللهم ربنا إنك أنت الله لا إله إلا أنت أنت الأحد الصمد القادر المتدير اللهم أنت ربنا أنت مالكنا أنت مولانا أنت كل شيء لنا يا رب العالمين اللهم ربنا إنك بكل شيء عليم إنك عليم خبير إنك عليم بذات الصدور إنك تعلم قائمة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور إنك على كل شيء قدير إنك فعال لما يريد يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا علمي جزا الله عنا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسراقنا في عندنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين والحمد لله